Bryn Springer! Hey Bryn, have you seen Steel Magnolias? Oh my god, yes, I love that movie. Jonesy, you've seen it, right? Uh-uh. Hey Tony, yeah. you've seen Dracula, right? Oh, I love that movie, it's so good. Lena, you've seen it. What do you think? Steel Springer! Hey Bryn, have you seen <laughs> Weekend at Bernie's? Oh my god, Weekend at Bernie's saved my life. Jonesy, you have to have seen it. Oh my god! No! No, I haven't. Of course not. Insane Nightmare on Elm Street. It's the best. That movie scared the shit out of me when I was a kid. Did it the out of you? I have not seen that one, and I will be praying for all of your souls. It's your film spring, Alina. I haven't seen it. It's showtime! Yeah, hey! Hey, everybody! Hi! Welcome to the awesome podcast. Film Springer! Film Springer! <laughs> the uh, awesome podcast about all your favorite movies that your sheltered friend has never seen. Hi, I am Bryn. I am not the sheltered friend. I am no. here with my other two friends. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> you know what the movie we're watching tonight. I, I am here with my friend. I'm Tony. <laughs> and I'm Lena. I'm the sheltered friend. Yes. Yep. And uh, tonight, our film was... <laughs> I know. Friday the 13th, 13th. <laughs> Friday the 13th. Friday right. the 13th is a horror slasher film that was made in 1980. Fun fact about this movie is that it actually secured all of its budget and financial backing before they even made the movie. Really? With just a poster. Yeah. People were so in love with the concept. It was inspired by obviously Halloween. It has like a very Halloween-y vibe. It was made with $550,000. That was the budget for the film. It grossed opening weekend 5.8 million and wow. eventually worldwide it ended up making 59.7 million dollars. This movie was a legit hit. hit. Oh my god, I didn't know that. Oh yeah, this movie was like a, a legitimate profit. sleeper hit, and it's <laughs> kind of the can't. the hallmark of slasher movie, like oh, what yeah, the genre, like pen ultimate. Which is if you guys listened or watched the last podcast, that's why I picked this. I wanted like the amazing pinnacle. I would say more so than Halloween. People are gonna try and fight me about that, <laughs> and I know that it's like hard to say that you think that a movie inspired by Halloween is more horror than Halloween. But I said it. Yeah, yeah, so. you did. <laughs> Should we watch the trailer to get the audience? Yes, yeah. Sorry, yes. Let's watch the trailer in, so in everyone it. can see. <laughs> see. Get all excited. Hello. That sound. Oh, hi. What are you doing out in this mess? One. You're doomed. You're all doomed. Three. Friday, the 13th. You may only see it once, but that will be enough. Friday, the 13th. Mm. 
let's get into this movie. <laughs> I am like horror, like sugar rushed up. I'm so excited to talk about this fucking movie. <laughs> so this is a movie that um, Siskel and Ebert hated so much. So really? not not universally critically panned, like, but Gene Siskel hated this movie so much that he wrote a review naming the woman who played Mrs. Voorhees. Um, I think her name is Betsy Palmer. Betsy Palmer, yeah. Wrote a review in like what whenever I don't know the newspaper who knows what old people did back then and um actually said Betsy Palmer here's the town that she lives in write her a letter and tell her how much you hated this movie are you serious yeah that's fucked up that's that, so that's fucked up. up that's like that's doxing but he was like he isn't wrote, he dead now yeah he is R.I.P. R.I.P. He wrote, in a little town of Rowan, Connecticut, I'm sure a letter sent to general delivery will be there to get her. That is like just shady. Like, it's like her it's fucking fault. Fault. I know. And this movie's great. He can say, which is, it's ironic because he considered this, like, vein of movie, like Halloween and stuff, a war on women. But, like, in you're like, oh, it's a war on women, so you're gonna fucking dox a woman and tell everyone in America where she lives. She didn't write this movie. I know right. what the fuck. Why yeah, not do that to the director or the writer or I don't know a man. Since you think it's, it's women, <laughs> yeah. Well, so yeah, I don't about- get that. That's like real. That's very shady of him. Like, why would that's you do that? So shady. She's mm-hmm. an actress, dude. Especially back then when it was like so much easier to like get to people and but it's like yeah well and if this one had a spoiler alert a female killer like isn't that empowering because like you know we'd rarely see a female bad guy who is that feared you know what else i i for totally forgot that jason doesn't really appear till the second second film right until the set, well, yeah. so the Jason mask is not until the third film. Third film, that's what it is. In oh, the wow. second film, I know. So okay, so there's a documentary about this movie called Memories of Crystal Lake, which is like the camp. The camp, yeah. And so it's like so many. I don't want to bore you guys with like all the. <laughs> I love that um, shit. Because <laughs> there is a like this is a film that I remember watching and the first time and being terrified about it but over within pop culture this is a staple within people who are horror fans and oh, it's yeah. kind of the the pen like you said Bryn, the pinnacle of a slasher film like what scream and all of those ones are based off of or like get inspired by so let's get into that we tony and i lena obviously as our sheltered friend jonesy's never seen it this was her first time we'll get yeah. into what that meant for her um but let's talk to tony what was your first experience with friday the 13th so my first experience um i grew up like jonesy i grew up jehovah with not she didn't she wasn't Jehovah's, but i did grew up very religious but i always knew i was like i'm out of this religion the minute i'm i'm able to so i never was a hundred percent in i never bought into it so i i purposely tried 
to do everything you weren't supposed to. So with this film, I remember the first time I saw it was 12. And it was my my one of my older cousins who was like so into Iron Maiden and death metal at the time. Um <laughs> He was like babysitting me and my brother, if I remember right. And it was a couple of his friends, and they put it on. And they and we, I remember being terrified, and I started crying. Like, I don't want to see it. I don't want to see it. I'm so scared. Like, I'm so terrified. I don't want to see it because I remember hearing, like, my mom was like, don't watch this film. You're The devil's going to get in you, and he's going to come and kill you at night, right? So <laughs> I know. So he made us, like, sit there and watch it because he thought it'd be hilarious to get these 12-year-olds to get scared shitless and i remember watching it and i remember being scared but also i just could not stop like i was just glued to the yeah. film because it was it was a it was the first time i remember seeing a slasher film where you never see the bad guy until the end you just during the killing scenes you get the bad guy's point of view and i so- remember never seeing that before in a film until this film Interesting fact is there is no music in this movie except for the beginning and the end, except for when the killer is present. Yes. And it's that, and the sound bite that they use is that one that kind of is almost in related to almost every horror. It's that, you know, yeah, yeah. Yeah, And I remember when I rewatched, I was like, that's where it originated from was this film. Yes. Yeah, but I remember when I first watched it, I was kind of terrified, but at the same time, I wanted to see more. Like I was yeah. like, okay, I'm I'm totally I'm totally game for this. And I remember getting pissed at the girl, the blonde girl at the M- Emmy or whatever her name Alice. is. Alice. Alice. I'm like, why didn't she just beat up the old lady? Why didn't Dorothy, she just beat up the old lady? Your Dorothy Hamill haircut. I know. She hits her once and then and her like away and ah, leaves the weapon. Ah, ah, the way she used to crack me fork. up. <laughs> yeah. But that's my like original um, take with the film. So what about you, Bren? Like, well, what what is your original with it? So I have a super vivid memory. When the first time I saw this movie was also when I was twelve. Really? I yes. <laughs> I um, have, I'm from a large family of two older brothers and two younger sisters. And somehow something happened and I was home alone on a Saturday morning and it was in October. And I can't remember which, it was like VH1 or Spike or something used to have these like scary movie countdowns and like, especially in October and they would have like the scariest movies or whatever. It was Saturday morning and uh, Friday the 13th was on and I was like, I'm going to watch this movie because I'm like, this is fun. I want to watch a scary movie. And I had had like some experiences with scary movies before, but my brother was down the street and he knew I was watching it because he was le- he left as I started it. So he and his friends were prank calling me all oh, day and like going <laughs> and it was like, I was like a little scared because I was alone, but it was the daytime. So I wasn't that scared yeah. and annoyed and Back when I was little, my parents used to make us all answer the phone. McGeckern residence, how can I help you? So as like a 12 year old, I used to answer the phone, like my parents' little notary. Like a secretary. Yeah. Like, <laughs> a 12 year old secretary. Business oh, office. Yeah. And um, I, my brothers kept calling me. And so they were calling again, the phone rang and I pick it up and I go, what? Stop calling. And my, it was my dad. 
busted. And he Ooh. lost his shit. And he was like, sit in this in the penalty box. We had like a timeout penalty box. And he's like, sit in the penalty box, box until I get home. So I watched and I did it because I'm a dummy. But I did it. So I did it angling so that I could see the TV so that I could watch. So it's like annoyance and like high drinks and all of that is like all mixed into my first viewing of this movie. So like it has a very special place in my heart. And also I remember the first time I saw it thinking like, Ooh, being like scared is sexy. And that was right? a whole for me yeah <laughs> you know when i rewatched the movie what i totally forgot kevin bacon a kevin very bacon. young kevin bacon yeah was in this was... and died right away that death scene was in my opinion the hardest one to watch his death scene <laughs> kevin bacon's death scene yeah it was right through, through the, neck. the neck which i think we're oh yeah we're playing it right now to our audience because oh, yes. but I in this film when this when he showed up it took when I rewatched it I was like wait a minute that's Kevin Bacon and he's so young and skinny so young he was just starting out he yeah was like not really well known yet and with this film a lot of people thought like oh he's the big star of the film now like when you talk about it he really wasn't he had what? like one of the smallest parts in the film but this is a good time are they still watching yeah right when oh it, they just stabbed him in the throat. <laughs> oh, poor Kevy. Poor this will be this will be a good time. So we're gonna play a game because Kevin Bacon is in this movie. We're gonna play a game today. We're gonna play the six degrees of Kevin Bacon or six degrees of separation. Yeah. So Yay. um who are we who are we gonna do? Kevin well, Bacon. Well, Kevin Bacon. Kevin and Bacon, obviously. And uh who else? Who is someone so random <laughs> that you yeah, would never guess that they were in a film together different worlds different worlds a british actress maybe or actor helen mirren helen mirren oh helen mirren good yes yes, yes. Okay. good yeah okay so oh, if you guys that's gonna be play- hard <laughs> wait a minute wait a minute <laughs> oh just for the record when we have played this game off of the podcast Bryn always wins and jonesy and alina and i we're like we always what? wait we're <laughs> like I, and I it's not six degrees it's like 25 degrees where bring gets it in like five very so serious. annoying like, <laughs> so if you guys at home want to play along at the end we'll try and get it but if you have another way to get it or if you get it in a shorter you know separation than we can yeah. um put it how, how would they insta instagram yeah, Instagram it, um, Film Springa on Instagram, DM it to us, or you can even email it us. It's Film Springa at G- Comment Gmail. on the YouTube channel that yes. you're currently watching. <laughs> exactly. Baja. Thank you, Josie. Yeah, Slide you can leave it all there. Type into our email, whatever, whatever you get. Slide into our DMs. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So when you rewatch the film now, Bryn, how was it? So I still love it, obviously. The thing that I, so I usually watch it every Halloween, but it's been a while since I had my daughter. It's been more like Hocus Pocus. I have a five-year-old. So um, it's been a while. I haven't watched it in probably like five or six years. It's less horny than I remember. Less horny? I just remember it being like, you know, when you watch movies now, and maybe it's just a a decade thing. Maybe it's like anachronistic um because now like there's so much sex and like nudity and stuff like i remember thinking like this was such a bloody horny movie 
Like, but it was, there's really only one. Can we get that on a one... shirt, please? Bloody horny. <laughs> <laughs> I just like always remember this as being like blood and boners and like that, you know, was like what it was. But there's yeah. really only one like legitimate sex scene. There's like yeah. half scene of strip poker. There's not. Well, the scene, there is the scene with the bunk beds and the Kevin Bacon and the girl are on the bottom and you see like Kevin Bacon's crack and then some side boob. And then they pan up to the dead body on the top bunk. (laughs) That was a good one. That one still got me. I forgot about that one. And then they stood up and I was like, oh, shit. Yeah, that was a good one. And also in this film, one of the things I really like totally forgot about was when the girls or anybody died, the boys or girls, they were so dramatic about it. It was so classic horror. And they all closed their eyes. And they do this like, Like, "Ah, ah, ah." yeah, if if I'm getting killed, you're getting scratched. You're getting fit on. Something is happening like a little bit. I'm just like, like I'm like, why didn't they kick him in the balls or something? Like, I don't. Yeah. Yeah. They all like <laughs> act like they're getting a cup of cold water being thrown on them. Instead That's of, exactly like, it. They're like, woo. <laughs> like, ah. But I, like, I also remember thinking like, this movie must have been fun to film because it was filmed in a, at a real summer camp. Noby Bosco. Which is uh, like a Boy Scout camp. Really? Novi Bosco. It's in New Jersey. And it's like deep, deep in New Jersey. And it's still a functional camp. Yeah. But like, it just seemed like it would be fun to like be like shooting a horror movie in a summer camp. And it turns out that um, like nobody lived there around for miles, but Lou Reed, the musician. Yeah. I remember hearing this. Yes. Yes. Had uh, like a ranch next to them. So he gave them like they got to go see him for free one night. He gave them like a free concert. Wow. That's cool. Also, wasn't did one didn't one of the if I remember this right, didn't one of the actors go blind from like the flake blood blood. or something like that? Yeah. That's like it just seems like it was just like a real late 70s, early 80s free for all. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I bet you the actual set was hornier than the movie. Yeah, Probably. you get a bunch of young yeah. Hollywood actors, <laughs> throw them in the woods together. <laughs> yeah. Where the half of the time they're in like their swimsuits or something. Yeah, no. I'm sure there oh. was shenanigans going going on left and right. <laughs> what is how how is it different from you remember it, Tony? Lena, we'll get to you. Yeah, we'll get yeah. to you, Jonesy. <laughs> <laughs> For me, the difference was I when I rewatched it now, this this week i i forgot how campy it was and i actually forgot i it seemed funnier to me now yeah funnier and i think because i'm such a like you bren such a horror film like junkie and just film junkie in general um i really i i appreciated what the film was for the time it came out more than i would have when i first watched it watched it and seeing how much horror film was influenced by this film like so yes like the povs and the dutch angles and it it, yeah. it was just really it felt like home to me and i know that that says a lot about my personality but whatever <laughs> <laughs> can we okay. talk about the fact that this is the second movie we've picked in a row with mother issues oh yeah this is our second mommy movie. what does Spoiler that say alert. about us seriously we did mommy dearest and now the first jason I, or the first friday the 13th I'm like wasn't even thinking about that when i picked it yeah in like because in the original movie 
it's not about Jason at all. No. And in the original script, Jason was not supposed to be, he was a victim. Like the yeah. screenwriter hates the sequels because he says that Jason was a victim. His original name was Josh, by the way. Really? I Could did you not imagine know it? that. Could you imagine everyone running around there like, oh no, Josh, Josh. is loose. Joshy. <laughs> Josh is loose. He's gone crazy again. Run, Josh is coming. Yeah, that does not sound threatening at all. How many sequels were there total, Bryn? Do you remember? Do you know? There are 10 movies total. 10 movies total. Oh, that is a lot. Nine. That is, I think I've only gotten to five or six. And that doesn't even include the crossovers. Yeah. Yeah. That's the only one I've seen. I saw Freddy versus Jason and I loved it. (laughs) Yeah. There's Freddy. Jason goes to hell. There's like Jason in space. space, I saw that one too. What is the one one? (laughs) where the girl has telekinetic powers in one of them? Is that that, that Jason in space? Is it? I can't remember. It might be. You're crossing over something else. No, I know. No, no, no. <laughs> there is a there Friday is one the 13th where, yeah, there where is one, one of the girls has telly. She's like Carrie. It's like a cross yes. between Carrie and Jason. Huh. Go at it. Yeah. Yes, exactly. And I can't remember which one it is. But um, there is another podcast that I absolutely love called My um, Spooky Gay Family with Pissy Ooh. Miles and her sister Sam. And they talk about not just movies, but everything within the supernatural kind of horror bizarre but um sam the his uh, pissy's sister is a friday the 13th junkie like that is her oh. favorite movie she's seen every single one and on the podcast she always references like oh that was in jason number nine and she like so- knows the line and i'm like god that is like a diehard fan <laughs> you know i'm the first one, yeah. But yeah. this one, like, I haven't seen all of them. Like, mm. I I haven't, you know. But I think the but. first one is, like, the one that really sets That's the tone it. for the front of the franchise. It's the Italian chef yeah. kiss of the franchise. Yeah. <laughs> How, and for you now, what did we give the original grade? Do you remember? So we can remind Oof. people. I think I gave it an A. I think I gave it an A too. So we'll revisit that at the end of the show. At the end. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I did. The other thing I was going to ask you about this film, the big plot twist that I totally forgot about was the mom. Yes. So, yeah. And I don't know why I couldn't remember that the mom was the killer through the, spoiler alert, the killer through the whole movie. It's Mrs. Voorhees. Yeah. If you've ever seen Scream. Yeah, that was like a huge plot twist. It was like supposed to be this huge, like psycho-esque thing in the movie. And the the end when um, Jason pops up was not originally in the screenplay. Um, Betsy Palmer, the woman. So two fun things. Mm-hmm. Betsy Palmer, the woman that um, plays Mrs. Voorhees, thought this movie was a piece of crap. Really? She, she only <laughs> took it. Like, she's like a fan now. She yeah. only took the movie because- And then her- she got so much hate mail for it. I know. I know. <laughs> she only took this movie because her car broke down and they were going to pay her $10,000. She was already a pretty well-established actress and they had yeah. asked Shelly Winters to be in the movie. Yeah. And she was like, hell no. Um, Sally Field auditioned to be Alice, the main girl. Really? Uh huh. She auditioned, and then she eventually was like, "No, I'm not doing this." She's like, "No, thank you." Um, <laughs> you really, I, I really don't still, like me. 
kidding. I, yeah, she's like, you really, I really don't like you. I don't like um, you. <laughs> but I was still like, it was still delightful for me. Yeah. Like that, like initial reveal. And then when you see everyone reacting to her, you can sort of tell that it's someone non-threatening. Because yeah. in the beginning, the cute curly girl goes and gets in the car with her. And then like, you can tell. So at the end, it's just like really, really nice. It's just a really nice reveal. <laughs> I thought it was really well played. I, the one thing with the mom that I couldn't get over was her freaking teeth. I that know. She it heard was, that. It was belief. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have a question. Was it making love set up to where the camp counselor was supposed to look like the bad guy? Or was he just creepy for creep's sake? I think he was just a creepy 80s guy. Yeah. Oh, okay. It was the 80s. Like a shirt off. <laughs> Should yeah. we get Jonesy's point of view on yeah, this? Yeah, I'm going to say, okay, so we got we have to hear a couple things from Jonesy. We have to hear her take on the movie and also what uh, Mama and Papa Jonesy would have said had she tried to watch this movie growing up. Well, I'll start there, actually. Um, that would definitely be a big heck no. I'm not surprised. Uh, Because it's literally got it all. Sex, drugs, violence, like all of it. Hot. Okay. That still counts. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Especially in the 80s and 90s. (laughs) Um, So yeah, this was, and it was funny. I saw Scream in the 90s when it came out and so it talks about all of these things and I, it was like oh now i get it <laughs> <laughs> now it makes sense i was like oh check yeah. check check <laughs> so that was um interesting i also feel like uh, I'm going to disappoint you guys. I don't feel like this movie holds up. I don't feel Not. like it needs to be seen because there are so many things that reference it, duplicate it, honor it. I don't know that we need it anymore. Sorry. Oh, no. That's- How dare you? you? Yeah. I know. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if we can go on with this podcast. I know. What are we I know. What do we do? You know what I have to say? You know what? Miss Coca Peru has to say to that. that, Fuck you. Every podcast needs a villain. How? I don't understand how. I think this film holds up for what it was for 1980. And I think you watch it now, and it's to me, it's still nostalgic and it's still good. You didn't think it was fun and funny, and you didn't get a couple jump scares. Uh, I mean, it was enjoyable. Here's what I'll say it's something like if. Like how your 12-year-old self discovered it. Let's say it's the month of October and you're just chilling around on a random weekend and you see, hey, this is coming on. I've got nothing better to do. Sure, watch it. Do I think it's something that sheltered kids need to go out and see so that they can like have this big check? No, there's a lot of... I watch American Horror Story this past season was kind of that movie. <laughs> well, yeah, they paid homage to yes. all the slasher movies. But right, but that's what I'm saying. I've seen enough things in 20 years that paid homage to it that it was cool to see like, oh, this is what started it all. But did I need to see it? Did I gain anything? 
No. What about their outfits? Yeah, which really I bothered me. I bought three at her nightgown. Can I, I tell you? It. Can I tell you, Brynn? thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> can I tell you, Brynn, one thing that really bothered me with this film, and I remember thinking this uh, probably the second time I saw it when I was in my teens, is the beginning of the film says 1958, but nobody's costume 1958. They're all dressed 1980s no, still. All dressed 1980s. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> well, because they do, they say 1958 in the beginning, and then the rest of the film, like, you're not supposed to know when the film takes place. Yeah. Yeah, well, but they do see current day in the beginning, they and you're like they're present day, and I'm like, yeah. wait a minute, they're all dressed. But they never reference, but yeah, but even yeah. then, they're still like the campers are like they're, they're singing. I just love that they're singing. Um, <laughs> what is it? Sure, yeah, hallelujah. and I was like, yeah, so people are definitely gonna get killed. Oh yeah, and I was like, the they're the first kids. ones. They're the first ones. The two horny kids, always yeah. the first ones in horror films. Always the first one, and then in the first ten movies. It was always a blonde that lived. Yes. Oh, that's right. Huh. Yeah. Blondes do have more fun. Well, apparently you did it when you watched this film. Yeah. <laughs> well, in Corona times, I'm not really blonde oh, no, anymore. It's, it's so. more like a, it's more like a strawberry yeah. brown. I, mean, I, don't I don't know really if that makes know. sense. I don't really know if Mrs. Voorhees was like checking to see if the curtain matched the drapes. Probably so not. like I don't know if she was like discriminating based on dye jobs. It was just was or like, later on Jason. Yeah. Or maybe Jason yeah. was a blonde. And so she was like blondes with short hair, little Peter Pan haircuts, I guess. I guess so. I'll let you live. So Jonesy, what about this film did you like? <laughs> if anything. Please. Give us um, something. I like I I liked the girl we were rooting for for a while, the brunette. I was I even wrote, I was like, she's got, I'm impressed with her survival skills. And then I wrote, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, which brunette? Which one? Which brunette? There was a couple of them. The one that got shot with the bow and arrow. Oh, and the nightgown. She Correct. was the, um, the one whose nightgown I hated. <laughs> yeah. She survived quite a bit. She survived more than the rest. Yeah. I took issue with her killing the most. And because I we didn't see it. Well, because also she was wearing that virginal nightgown. Yeah. She didn't have sex with anyone. And she was listening. She went out in the rain because she thought she heard a little kid Which crying out for help. Was but, the mom throwing her voice like she did at the end of the film? Like, you know why she got your son? No. It was the sinner that suggested playing strip Monopoly. So that's her sin. She got down into like a little triangle top. Yeah. And then she went to bed to read a book. I'm just telling you, that's part of the rules of why they kill them. And that was her sin, was she was a little hoochie hoo. I was like, Mrs. Voorhees, you got the wrong. Are you projecting, Jonesy? Are you yeah. projecting? <laughs> no, I'm remembering the rules. <laughs> the rules, yes. So the woman that played Jason's mom, Betsy Palmer, had yeah. like this whole, she was a method actor. So she had this whole backstory. And her backstory was that when she was younger, when she got pregnant with Jason, it was sort of like a sexual transgression and she was severely punished. What? So that is why she conflates the camp counselor's sexuality with oh. the death of her son and also something very, very bad. So that's why she feels she has to punish them because she was punished. This was all in Betsy Palmer's head. Wow. But so she put me. like a lot of thought in. She was like, I'm making a back character. I'm giving her story. I, I may have taken this to get a new Jeep, 
but I'm going to play the hell out of it. <laughs> I like that. So, Jonesy, so you really dislike this I didn't film. Like it. I wouldn't say I didn't like it. I would just say I don't, I didn't find it necessary. It wasn't one of the ones where, like, if I was going to make a list for other sheltered kids like myself, I'd be like, eh, there's probably a few more that are more important. But other horror movies? Well, this is the question I have for you, Jonesy. You're basing this off of not a, a huge library of horror films that you have seen. That's correct. Horror okay. was not a genre I experienced until I was a teenager. So maybe while Bryn and I take you on this film Springa, we expose you to some other classic horror films, and then we see how Friday the 13th holds up a compared to all of those. Yes, we'll have to look back yeah. at it. That's a great idea. Maybe, yeah. And see and see once we once we round out your horror education film. We'll I'm see what sorry you think. to disappoint you guys. I mean I'm get you highly to it. disappointed. <laughs> I can't I am really disappointed. I know I, I thought she was think, gonna think it was hilarious I or funny. You were gonna think it was like oh. fun and funny. Yeah. I'm sure it wasn't horny enough. So I have, like I said, I have seen the crossover ones where they're totally leaning into it. I, and like, so that's why I feel like, yeah, no, I see what you're doing, but I enjoy the more current stuff that is targeted towards me, not the stuff that was like, this movie was, came out before I was even born. But so in Freddy versus Jason, when he swings a girl in a sleeping bag to hit another girl in a sleeping bag, that's some comedy gold. <laughs> I know, it is. I will agree with that. that but is you got to also think when... I can get behind. Yeah, 1980, they did not have the technology when it came to special effects. Because especially during the act scene when the girl in the shower gets the act. Oh, my gosh. She, you you my know favorite. exactly what I'm talking about, Brent. Do we have... Huh? Do we have that clip? Oh, I wish I would have pulled it, but no, we don't. Okay. But okay. I love how she gets terrified and she's setting it up and then it's this huge cut away from her. And then you come back and the axe is literally and in the middle of her like... head. And it's just like, you <laughs> know, can't even... it's so weird. It's like they were literally doing the makeup while they cut away. Yeah. Like, we can't splice this. <laughs> this is happening in real time. Cut away. Do the makeup. Yeah. But with the film, the, even the plot of the film, it's not a deep plot. Like, it's, oh. it's all about them getting killed. That's what it's I feel all, like. This, 100% yeah. because it is horror for the sake of horror. horror and that's yes. what I love about it. It's like, yeah. no matter whatever weird backstory people had in their heads, like, the screenwriter and the direct, like, there's no backstory for them. Like, no. The fuck about who you it are was people, about character development. This is just for gore and for fun little camp. I bought, I went online and got some little fun little camp shorts. Last you night. did? <laughs> I yeah. love that. I love that. Yes. But Not I think it was also, too, they were like, let's get a bunch of young adult teenagers, throw them in the woods on a camp and murder them. Film done. There we go. But I feel like there was also something I did notice. No one was aware of anyone else really disappearing or getting murdered. They were like, all in their own movie. Correct. But that's so relatable Until to what's happening now. It's so relatable to now. Look at with social media and everything. Nobody gives a shit about everybody else. So it's like, like full circle, came back. Maybe they're all boning. I don't know. 
Oh, I want to give a sh- quick shout out. Michael Perry's in the chat room. He watches who invited her, so he's in there watching shows hey. right now. Hi, Michael. Hi, Michael. <laughs> it's a trivia tip. Um, composer Harry, um, I can't read that without my glasses, um, had, oh. I know, had said that contrary to popular belief, the famous, oh, the the sound we were talking about, the cha-cha-cha-cha-cha-cha-cha. The, um, the film score is actually... It's represented to it's re, it represents Jason's voice saying kill 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 mama mama mama. Here, mommy. You didn't yes. love that, Lena. I did not that. know that. Thank uh, you for that little tidbit, that Michael. That happened, is really I was like, oh, Thank oh no. I will. I know. Seriously. So it's which is kill, 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 mama, mama. Oh, wow. Now that makes it really creepy. You didn't love that? I you mean, how did you not laugh at that when when the I mom says that at the end and she's doing two voices pretending she's a kid? Okay, let's, do, mean, our favorite, let's do our favorite kill. What was your favorite kill in the movie? Um, God, this is going to be a hard um, one. Um, <laughs> It would be one we didn't see. <laughs> the girl through the window? No, it's although that was just some I'm random like, body through the window. <laughs> <laughs> that was absurd. Um, no, my favorite because it, it made me think of like a scene out of a play. Yeah, was when she shuts the door to the generator room and then he's just hanging on the door with all these arrows in him. Oh, when she shuts like, the door, you don't and even just... get to see him get killed. It's no. just like. She closes the door. <laughs> it was like an afterthought. <laughs> yeah. They were like, oh shit, we forgot that, someone. Like, yeah. That guy is like, put him on the back door. Yeah, he's responsible for my favorite line in the movie, which is, it's got a death kiss. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I totally forgot about that, Bryn. It's so stupid. What is your favorite kill in the film, Bryn? <laughs> my favorite kill is when Mrs. Voorhees dies. Oh, with uh, the head chopped off with the machete? Because she's still her head. Slice up, and she is still, still going like this, trying to grab. It is yeah. like it, it's Betsy Palmer. Palmer is like they're like, no, you're dead, and she's like, I know. I mean, she's but still I'm still like, gonna oh, ask. Betsy, <laughs> Betsy, you're dead, and she's like, kill her, mommy. <laughs> I Tony. can't get dead any harder. <laughs> she's like still Shakespearean, and they're like, you have no head, and she's like, I am a chicken. <laughs> I am a chicken. It is a, you know what? That is so true, Brink. And she was still like, even though my head's chopped off, I'm going to act the shit out of this corpse. I am acting to the end. Right. <laughs> I'm going to earn this Jeep Grand Cherokee. Right? Oh, God. Um, Tony, what, your favorite kill, Tony? My favorite kill, I would have to agree with Brynn, but I'm going to go with Axe Girl. Just because of how cheesy that scene is. <laughs> With the pull away, and then they come back, and she has a full axe in her head, it's like, like that. Yeah, axe. that's gonna be my my favorite murder dream. You have to be so strong to put an axe through someone's head. Yeah, and Mrs. Voorhees is just like chilling, not even breaking a sweat, not even getting any blood on her white cable neck turtle underneath that big blue sweater. Not breaking a sweat at no. all. No, <laughs> no, and I I'm love how like. Down. She's so dramatic when she gets hit, like when she falls into the mattresses and she's just like, ah, 
You know what I mean? Like, just fight, like, their fight scenes for someone for a woman who has been brutally murdering people in their prime for an hour and a half. Her fight scenes with Alice are so wimpy. I know. Dude, well, like pe- picking people up, shooting with them with arrows, hanging them on the back of doors, like putting, you know what you would have to do to put an arrow through a mattress, through a neck? It's like, but then like when Jean Alice are fighting, it's like, Ew. yeah, yeah. She's exerted all of her energy already. Yeah, she <laughs> She's was like, like I'm, I'm tired. Done. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but I, I, it was, it was very enjoyable watching the film back after so many years of not seeing it and then coming back to it. It was, it was very enjoyable for me. It was. So what do you think you would give it now, Tony, taking off your nostalgia goggles, what grade would you give it? So my official, my first grade, which we talked about last week, I gave it an A. I think this time around, I would probably, I would stick with an A just because I know how how big this film was for the genre of slasher films and horror and it was still for me quite enjoyable watching it a second like so many years later it was still very enjoyable what about you Bryn? i'm gonna give it an a too yeah Yeah. i loved it (laughs) i was watching it i was laughing out loud i got scared throughout the night i was oof when when mrs Voorhees lost her head i laughed at my neighbors heard me <laughs> they're like what is wrong with this girl <laughs> i was just laughing and like it's just, i don't know it's just fun i got a question fun. for you Brent. is this a, is this a movie you would show your daughter oh my 12? god she's five at 12 no fucking way <laughs> no way um, when would you let her watch this film 13 <laughs> <laughs> don't know because like i there's a a war within myself of like how much watching these movies at a young age uh shaped my sense of humor and sort of my sense of self and how much it drove my general anxiety disorder and sort of um my fuck upness so i don't know you know the jury's still out on on that one but um she wanted to watch it i can i can tell you that i cannot wait to get to a point in my life where my daughter and i can watch horror movies together and like be scared and have fun because like i love that and i hope that she loves that too but i don't want to do it too early and make her hate it and traumatize her and traumatize her and then we can never do it yeah so should we ask jonesy what her grade is gonna be yeah yes i don't know i know Feel the well, I'll tell you anyway. I can feel yeah. the disappointment building. That's fine. Jonesy, I'm- what is your grade for watching this film for the very first time ever? I give it a solid B. Okay. A B? Okay. Okay. I was expecting like a D. No, maybe. like I said, I don't think it's a bad movie. I just think probably some of the later ones that I haven't even seen yet, when once they realized what they were doing are going to, of course, be done better. You like it when they lean into the camp, when they lean into the fun of it. And I think Tony and I like it, the purity of the horror. Yeah. Right. But the whole end of the, the way, the one thing I did, we didn't talk about, the whole end of the film sets it up, sets the franchise up so well for the sequel. And that was a, 
it was a last minute addition. Yeah, the end of the film with the boat and Jason, you, you get to see Jason. But oh, there, Rob's playing the clip right now. Okay, yeah. She's hanging on the boat, Alice. Which, what a so weird calm. thing to do, right? That's and she what puts I her hand in the water and then boom, bitch. Why get in the boat? Why get in the boat? Why, Why get ever in get the in the boat? Why are you like, I've been, I, I just murdered a woman who murdered all my friends. I'm going to get a can, in a canoe in the middle of the night and just and, drift. And Come her here. son died in this lake. So why yeah. am I going to jump in a boat and go, mm, I'm going to go out there. Oh yeah. But it set it up for the rest of the franchise. I mean, well, I mean that they, they've made so many movies after that, like we talked about. A couple different people have taken credit for that. Cause like the really? original screenwriter was like, Jason was a victim. He was just a kid. I hate the sequels. And then a couple of people have said, oh, it was my idea to put Jason in at the end. And then someone else was like, well, it was my idea to make him like deformed so that he had some sort of like supernatural ability. So a bunch of people have taken credit for that, that setup. But I mean, it really did. And to this day, do we understand what what's happening with Jason? Nope. Did he get burned? Like, did he he drown? Is he an alien? Yeah, why was he burned why can't in he the water? Was he a demon? Because he went to hell in one, one of the sequels. So. He was alive that whole time. Why didn't he tell his mom? Yeah. He was if out he, here murdering people. If and he so can't swim, questions. how come he can leap out of water like a motherfucker? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> he learned to swim after death. I don't know what. <laughs> you can do one, but you can't do the other. Come yeah. on, you've got legs. Yeah. yeah. And like that scare came from <laughs> the end scene in Carrie. Oh, with the grave. Yeah. I totally forgot about that. So should we, should we, Bryn, pair the movie? Oh, yes. What should we pair this movie with? As far as um, a cock or a dream. I was yes. going to say, I just, I cut that word off at the wrong point. Did you hear that? Or the, right, cock- or the right point for this movie. <laughs> yeah, a cocktail or and food that or a dish or some kind of snack. I what would, would you pair like with? I would say like a warm Pabst Blue Ribbon. Oh, I, I love how you a said Schlitz. a warm. <laughs> yeah, I was going like to say a Schlitz. <laughs> yeah, it, like a Schlitz is in yeah. the back because it's like in the back of a truck. And um, I don't know, like maybe um, with a PBJ with a crust off. Yeah, or beef, like, or like beefy beef jerky. I was or pork and beans. Pork and beans. A can of like Vandicamps, pork and beans. Yeah. Corn nuts. Corn nuts. I never went to summer camp. I have a question for both of you guys. I went to Bible camp. I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. If you can go to a summer camp now, what type of summer camp would you guys go to? Definitely theater camp. Yeah, <laughs> theater camp nerd. Yeah, <laughs> would you go to a theater camp? I'd go to a fat camp so I can lose weight. Oh, that's a good I'd idea. Go to a yeah. theater camp. You would. Yeah. I always wanted to go to a theater camp and I never could. <laughs> Did you ever see that movie Jonesy Camp? I think yes. I showed it to you. With Anna Kendrick. Yeah, very yeah. young Andrew Kendrick. Mm-hmm. Don't have, think so. How have you not seen that? You're a theater so good. kid. It's it's all about a theater camp, summer theater camp. It's so good. I, I went to jealous. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> I went to a wedding at a summer camp and everyone stayed in the cabins. It was the best wedding, nay, the best party I have ever been to. Huh. Really? 
That's yeah, kind of everyone, a good idea. People get nostalgic about about it. That would be really good. Cool. like everyone yeah. that's coming. That seems like a good idea. Yeah. I just feel like weddings always have people that you're like, I have to invite them. You know <laughs> and how, those people I wouldn't want to be stuck in the middle of the woods with. Exactly. You know how <laughs> they have those like murder themed dinner parties? What if there was a summer camp murder theme? That where be, you go with a bunch tell of friends because then we can make this this could be our oh, shit, business idea right. this is gonna get us out of our jobs <laughs> patent pending you it's can be this podcast you can <laughs> you can live out friday the 13th that would be so much how fun. much fun would that be i would totally do that i would do oh, that i would totally do that okay what about um let's do six degrees okay 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 do you want right. to try to give this a whirl jonesy i don't know I if think, i can i think i got it Remind everyone, Kevin Bacon to Helen Mirren. Okay. So I'm going to work. Helen Mirren was in Hobbs and Shaw. I was going to do the fate of the furious. Yeah, yeah. With Jason Statham. It's the Fast and the Furious offshoot with Jason Statham and Chris Rock. I don't think I've ever watched it. And The Rock, not Chris Rock. Chris Rock, The Rock. (laughs) Okay. Uh, So Helen Mirren was in Hobbs and Shaw with Jason Statham, who was in... And I'm forgetting the name, but it's the Guy Ritchie movie with Brad Pitt. Snatch. Snatch. Snatch, Yeah. Who was in Interview with a Vampire with Tom Cruise, who was in A Few Good Men with Kevin Bacon. Oh, wow. You did it. I'm surprised. How many was that? That that was was five. 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 What What was your path to it, Bryn? Okay, so I was going to say um, Helen Mirren was in The Fate of the Furious with Charlize Theron. Okay. Charlize Theron was in uh, Bombshell with Nicole Kidman. Nicole Kidman was in um, Just Go With It with Jennifer Aniston. (laughs) That is a random movie, Brynn. Just Go With It is super random. Yep. Jennifer Aniston was in Picture Perfect with Kevin Bacon. Yes. You did it in like what five two? I boy, yeah. I couldn't do it. I mean, I, I she's can't, still I'm better than me. <laughs> I'm so bad at this. I can't I'm do it. I got it. So many movies. She's such an acclaimed actress, and we both went with the Fast and the Furious franchise yeah. for her. But they've never been in a film together, have they? That we I know. I don't think so. No. We would feel like fools if someone I was like, know. "Remember that movie we started in together?" God, somebody's gonna put it in the comments or somewhere. And be like, "You idiots! <laughs> they were in a film <laughs> together." Oh, uh, that movie Red she was in because everyone was in I'm, that movie. Uh, Bruce Willis oh, was in that Bruce movie. Willis I love that movie. Yeah, yeah that's, that's a good movie. movie. Shall we? Oh, it's my oh, turn yeah. to pick film for yes, next week. It is your turn. I am picking a classic. We're gonna stick with the '80s, I think. A classic rom com, but this rom com has a little bit of a sci-fi twist to it, which I'm super I like excited sci-fi. about. I and the cast of this film, Bryn, you know this for a fact because we've talked about this film, is amazing. And I know Jonesy's never seen it. So all you're going to get, Jonesy, um, is the movie poster. And which, did I send it to you? I don't think I sent it to you. No, but I'll pull it up. Okay. It is going to be Earth Girls Are Easy. Is it 19? 19. What year was this made in? I can't remember off the top of my head. It has to be early 80s. Let me look it up really quick. Yeah. Um, but this film. 88. Thank you. Um, <laughs> I loved this film when I saw it. 
Um, so we're not going to tell you anything about it, Jonesy. So what do you think this film is about based off of the name and the movie poster? Um, I am assuming that the guy is an alien and um, he's inhabiting a humanoid body-ish and um, I guess he goes to high school in USA and experiences that. Close. Like a John <laughs> Yes. kind of high school experience for an alien. Well, okay. we will find like out if you're right. Like 16 candles, but with aliens. <laughs> with aliens. Well, we will find out if you're right about that next week when we discuss Earth Those girls, girls are, are easy. easy. But, <laughs> all right. Tony, you and I really quickly need to yes. do our... Great on Great. Yes. Our great. Oh, you go first, because I know you love this film, Bryn, just as much as I do. I love this film so, so much. Like, I have to be realistic. Yeah. Because I know what it is. I know what it was. I'm going to give it a B. Okay. <laughs> because I can't... Because Jason, for me, is like a... I don't know. I... I want to give it an A plus so badly, <laughs> but I can see that maybe there will be some problematic things. I there definitely will be. I'll yeah. tell you that. I think I'm going to give it, I'm going to give it an A for okay. the cast alone because the this, cast is insane. When, I'm not going to give the cast away to Jonesy, but the cast is insane for the Crazy. 80s. It's an amazing cast, but I do have to agree with Bryn that it, I'm very curious to see if this film is going to hold it, up after all yeah. these years. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's it. That's, that's Film it. Springer. Film Springer is Springer. done this week. Coming along with yeah. us. Yeah. You guys can find us on Instagram. It's Film Springer on Instagram. It's Film Springer on Facebook. And yep. you can email us, filmspringer at gmail.com. F-I-L-M-S-P-R-I-N-G-A. Thank you, Brent. Give us some suggestions of films that yeah. uh, we can run by Jonesy and see if she's seen them or not. Tony and or I, even have if seen, I have. Yeah, yeah Tony yeah. and I have seen and loved every single movie. I know. It is with the thing that's been really surprising with the, with doing this show and us talking film. Bryn and I have seen a lot of the weirdest movies. So that, many of the weirdest movies that yeah. were like very important to us growing up. So if yeah. those were important to you, watch along with us and try and educate Lena. Don't get mad at her. I mean, sometimes yeah. you can. You can a little bit, but not all. I'm sorry. My parents actually gave a damn. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we're going to leave it at that. Then. Direct hit. Yes. So, you guys, we will see you next week. Right, Bryn? Okay. Bye. Bye.